One of the truly magical things about music is that it can take you back to times and places in your life in an instant. For example, when I hear Georgia on my mind, I'm instantly transported back to being a boy of eight, standing in my uncle's backyard and listening to him sing along with the Willie Nelson version of the song. That's a very powerful memory for me. My uncle Brian sadly passed away on Christmas Day about five years ago now. He was a truly beautiful man. That song reconnects me with him every time I hear it. I actually arranged the piece for solo jazz guitar once. It was even nominated for an award. And that opened up some doors that allowed me to perform at some very distinguished venues and events and with some really big names of Australian guitar. I even had a French record label contact me. They were potentially interested in signing me for a solo guitar album. It didn't come to pass, but that's okay. I was approached. I don't get to play instrumental fingerstyle guitar gigs very often these days. At one stage it was quite different, and I regularly did. Now people stare and ask what instrumental music is. They think it's just me strumming some chords over and over. I used to try and explain to people that I'd play two, three, maybe even four parts at once with the bass, chords and melody all happening. I used to add percussive hits in on the guitar as well. Until one night I walked off stage and saw what I'd done to the top of my mate in acoustic after playing a drum solo on top of it. I don't really play like that much anymore. On the odd occasion I do get to play an instrumental gig, I dedicate the version of Georgia I arranged to, to my Uncle Brian. And that really helps me reconnect with the meaning I hold with the music. My grandfather Russell was an amazing pianist. He loved show tunes, what we would often call jazz standards now, and orchestral music. My grandfather was gifted with an incredible ear for music. When I hear some of those pieces now, I remember being in his house as a little boy, grandfather Russell playing the piano, everyone standing around singing and having the best time. Music really does connect people very deeply in so many ways. My mum has also told me that when I was little, I tried to say Russell, but it came out as Arcee. And I called him Arcee for a little while after that. <laughs> there are other songs that transport me back to times and places. Being a kid in my bedroom, listening to the radio or cassettes, probably Midnight Oil or the Hoodoo Gurus, and reading The Phantom, Iron Man, Fantastic Four comics, or Tolkien and the like. I often felt very lonely as a kid and invisible to most. Music and reading allowed me to go on all sorts of adventures into all manner of places in my mind and with my emotions, which really helped me as a lonely and shy boy. And sadly, there are some beautiful pieces of music I will no longer listen to because of their association and the memories they bring up with particular people. Some of the instruments I own hold similar memories in them. I had a Fender Stratocaster that was stolen. It was a beautiful instrument and was the first truly professional level guitar that I owned. The day after it was stolen, someone told me it was just a piece of wood with some wires stuck on it. It didn't mean anything, so just get over it. It wasn't just an object. First and foremost, it was my main electric guitar. And that meant it was the tool that I used most often with electric guitar to generate an income. But more than that, the guitar was packed with memories, 
My first radio appearance was with that guitar. The first time I appeared on TV. The first recording sessions I was ever booked to play on. The first time I was flown interstate to play for someone's show. That guitar went with me. There's a photo of me somewhere as a 24-year-old standing on top of a bar in New South Wales. Sorry, I should say Outback New South Wales. I was actually out there to play at a jazz festival, but one night we talked the publican of uh, one of the local bars into letting us play an impromptu gig in his front bar. We played for hours. From memory, it was like eight or nine or maybe even ten hours of just constant jamming. We called out tunes at random and we took turns at who would sing or lead them. It was a glorious, chaotic mess. Someone there had a very long guitar lead. It was like 20 metres long. I swapped my lead, which is probably about three metres, for that, and I hopped up on the bar. I walked down the top of the bar playing the solo to Johnny Be Good. The place went nuts. There's the photo, this photo that I referenced is me up on top of the bar with lots of hands raised up in front of me. That's a great memory. Now this particular guitar had a nick in the back of the neck. That happened on my very first time in Canberra with a show. We had played a set. I went off to get a drink, came back to find the guitar on the other side of the stage with a deep gash in the back of the neck. No one knew who did it. That place was wild. The cops came in nine times to drag people out for fighting. Someone punched me in the back as I walked out of the toilets just because he wanted to fight someone, anyone, and I was it. I didn't engage with him even though I hurt like hell. And so he tried to start up with the singer. It's just a funny memory now, but man, that place was an eye-opener when I was not much more than a kid. Another fond memory I have with that guitar is playing for a band, it was a fill-in actually, in a pub on Christmas Eve. At that stage I was a young guy really starting to come into my own as a lead guitarist. The band I was working for that night really let me cut loose on a few songs. And in one, when I was going crazy in the solo, two girls jumped up on the stage and danced around me before and grabbed, grabbed me, kissed me and then jumped back into the audience. Now that sort of experience is so not me. All of those memories and more made it so much greater than just some wooden wire. I still hope that one day it might find its way back to me. For many years my main acoustic has been my Taylor guitar. It is a very fine instrument indeed. I was doing some work for the Channel 9 network once and the sound engineers there told me it was the best acoustic guitar they'd had in their studio. They would have heard anything and everything coming through that place. The way it came into my life was also pretty special. A friend of mine had gone through some pretty harrowing experiences in her life. A great tragedy had struck her family. And for a couple of years I helped out wherever I could with gardening, mowing the lawns, driving her kids to their sports events, Sometimes picking up the kids from school. I'd been away interstate for a few days at a music trade show. And there I'd met with the uh, guy who was, at that stage anyway, the Taylor distributor for Australia. It was a seemingly chance meeting. I was starting to get some national attention as a player at the time, albeit quite briefly. I'd been nominated for a few awards. 
I had been a finalist in the National Fingerstyle Guitar Championships, which are held in Frankston, Victoria, at the Frankston International Guitar Festival. That used to be a big thing. Around that time as well, the truly great guitarist Phil Emanuel reached out to me personally to invite me to play with him at some shows. And I was doing some work with another big-name guitar brand as a demo artist. The Taylor guy approached me at the show, and we chatted about me playing a Taylor. I said I'd love to, but I had no money for such things at the time. He showed me a pic of a test model Taylor and said that he could organise one for me on a part endorsement deal. It would be the only one in the country, and he'd love to, to see me as the owner of this guitar. Now, normally, I would not buy a guitar sight unseen or you know, without a test play, especially with how much the damn thing was going to cost or what the retail value on it was. It was a very expensive instrument. But he would be able to arrange a deal for me to have it, and it would only cost me $4,000. And that was a significant saving on the retail, let me tell you. I was blown away, but I just didn't have $4,000 to buy a guitar that week. We talked a few more times over the rest of the trade show, and he kept on trying to tempt me with the guitar. On the final day, he gave me his number and told me to give him a call. I had a week in which to agree to the, the, to the uh, proposal because it was going to be a special order and a limited run. Only 200 were to be made and only one would probably end up in Australia. I thanked him and I said I'd love to, but I certainly was not in a position to do that. I flew back to Sydney that night and the next day I was walking off to the local bakery as I often did when I lived in that, uh, that place. When I spotted my friend that I had mentioned before playing her cello on the balcony. She talked to me about the trade show, asked how the trip was, and then she asked what instruments or gear I had seen that I wished to buy while I was away. I told her about the guitar and she asked if I was going to buy it. I said, no, I can't do that right now. The next day she called me and asked me to come over. She and the kids wanted to see me. When I arrived, they were waiting for me in the lounge room. They just called out for me to walk in. And then my friend said that they had something for me. It was an early Christmas present, and I was not to refuse it. One of the kids passed me an envelope. Inside was a cheque for the amount of money that was needed to buy the guitar. I was, sh I was shocked, and I tried to pass it back, but they were having none of it. They said I had done so much for their family without asking for anything ever in return that they wanted to give something back to me to say thank you. I had tears in my eyes. I couldn't thank them enough. Anyway, a few minutes later I was on the phone talking to the tailor dealer and I confirmed that money had come into my life somehow quite miraculously and I'd be taking him up on the offer of that guitar. That guitar has been through an awful lot with me. Lots of airports, buses, trains and vans. TV, radio, a world record, talk more about that in another episode. Recording sessions, gigs, teaching some great kids, stepping out on stage in front of an estimated 250,000 people and who knows what else. One of my fondest memories is actually arranging John Lennon's Imagine for solo fingerstyle guitar. As it is my uh, Aunt Jocelyn's favourite song. She cried as I played it for her. 
As a musician, removing someone to tears with your playing is a very special thing indeed. I also played it at another aunt's funeral. It was a sad time. I remember tears burning into my cheeks whilst I did so. But it's a powerful memory of music as a healer. Another fond memory with that guitar is the day I was sitting in a cafe and a song came on the radio. At first I thought it just sounded like a great acoustic guitar. And then I realised it was me playing it and it was my tailor. I'd done some work maybe six months prior to this uh, for a singer-songwriter and this was one of the singles off his album. Years ago I went out to dinner with a group of people and there were a couple of guitar enthusiasts in the mix. They wanted to talk to me about guitar and I was only too happy to oblige. A woman I barely knew was in that group and she interjected into our conversation that I should just shut up. She was sick of hearing me talk about music all the time. I don't only talk about music. In fact, I rarely talk with anyone else about how it feels to me, what it does to me, and all that I find in there. But music is so much more than some people think. It is present in our lives from start to finish. It connects and moves with us in so many ways. We laugh, we cry, we get inspired, we fall in love too. And we are healed with music as a constant force, so much that is good. To see a couple obviously in love dancing while I play is priceless. To see a poor kid going through cancer treatment in a hospital, smile and laugh while I play for them, fills my soul with so much goodness and love. To see people respond to my, my playing with tears, wow. It's only happened a few times, but to watch a documentary and hear music I have composed being used in the background, it's incredibly satisfying. So music has not only taken me to all sorts of places emotionally and mentally, but I've also been lucky enough to find myself in places such as New York with a guitar in my hands as well. It's been far too long since I've done this, but lighting some candles, laying on the floor at 1am and putting on something by Miles Davis or John Coltrane, and just letting the music wash over me is one of the best things I can do. That sort of thing takes me to all sorts of places and touches me in ways that I do not even have the words to articulate how it makes me feel, how it inspires me, or how it heals me. Have a think. What are some special songs and memories that you have? And where does music take you? I'm still Scotty B, and you've been listening to the Memoirs of a Musician podcast. Thanks very much for tuning in.